All right, guys, we're back. Race 22 uh, podcast for uh, not the second day in a row, even though we planned it that way. A little power outage here in uh, the uh, rolling hills of uh, Copper Hill, Virginia. Uh, Got us us down yesterday, Um, but uh, we're back up today and and running and uh, got uh, Roger Johnson uh, from Performance Center on the line with me. Roger, uh, did you enjoy your day off yesterday? I did. I did. I caught up on all the things my wife had for me to do. <laughs> yeah, the honeydew list is probably a long one. Man, this, uh, the house looks tip-top shape right now. I'm uh, definitely. I've been going in a little bit every morning just to just to make sure that everything is still there, and you know we haven't had anything crazy happen in the night. And uh, you know, trying to take care of people remotely if we can with whatever they need as far as parts or maybe something shipped. But uh, other than that, yeah, just chipping at the honeydew list. Gotcha. Well, I, I don't do honeydew lists. If anybody knows me, they understand that. My wife, my wife has me pampered and taken care of very well, so I don't have to do any of those. So she, I, she's handyman slash, uh, you know, house, uh, you know, cleans up the house and everything. So I don't have to do any of that stuff. Awesome. That's awesome. You're lucky. You're lucky. I got it made, man. Got it made. You for do. Sure. You do. Good for you. For sure. Um, now if I could just figure out how to make some money during this period of time, I'd be, uh, you know, it'd be a really good, you have more uh, good money deal. than anybody I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've been thinking about starting to pull it out of the mattress, but I don't know if that's a good idea yet or not. So I think it's still early for that. Still yeah. Early yeah. For that. Uh, we, we were, uh, we were talking before we, uh, before we, uh, started recording here. Um, you know, this, this whole coronavirus, uh, you know, pandemic thing has, uh, has the world, you know, basically shut down. You know, we talked about it a little bit the other day and we talked about it before we went on the air here about, uh, you know, how, uh, things are changing, you know, rapidly with this deal. You know, the, the, uh, they seem to be, uh, heading toward the, uh, the predicted peaks, uh, maybe even a little sooner, uh, in some of the states and some of the areas, uh, for some of the things going on. Um, I, uh. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the peaks a little bit there. You know, some information I've been watching about Virginia specifically because I'm trying to pay attention to when, you know, I'll be able to have a race at, uh, at Franklin County and, and when, really in general when I'll be able to go to a race anywhere. Um, <laughs> I mean, man, it's, it's a tough time. I mean, you it know, is a tough time. When, I watched the dirt race for I racing last night. I was so bored, right? Like, I mean, I haven't watched a dirt race in a long, long time. So I, I, I agree. It's yeah. boring. We need, we need some. We need, we need to be back to the racetrack making some laps. And, yeah, funny enough, and, I went and watched all that iRacing garbage last night. Oh, I didn't say I mean to say garbage. Oh, wow. <clears throat> no, nah, it's not garbage. It, it really, I mean, listen, it's entertaining. I, I, I just, yeah. I, I, I have a whole lot of strong feelings about what, uh, you know, iRacing's rise in prominence during this period of time could mean for short track racing long term. I'm not going to get into that today. But, uh, you know, it, it is entertaining. I mean, and at, and at the end of the day, that's what this business is. It's an entertainment business, and and if they can entertain you on there, I mean, you know, that, that's a good thing for this uh, period of time. I mean, those uh, those dirt races uh, have been nothing short of exciting. Um, I did think that the uh, I, I went back last night. My my t- my I, I use YouTube TV, and it automatically records you know all kinds of stuff on there. I got all the NASCAR every level of NASCAR that comes on TV. I got them set to record, so all the things record on there. So the iRacing from uh, Myrtle Beach and uh, uh, Lucas Oil and Rocky oh, yeah, Town and all, all that, there, yeah. all of that recorded. So I went back and watched some of it last night. And I'll tell you the the Myrtle Beach thing, while it was cool as hell to see, <clears throat> um, the six car deal um, was ignorant, um, didn't make yeah. any sense, made for a terrible race, a terrible product. The, the thing that made up for that though was you know that they. Uh, you know, you could, they let you hear everything that was going on, um, you know, between the drivers. So every one of those drivers, they're just running off at the mouth. I mean, Matt DiBenedetto, he's, he's hilarious anyways. <laughs> and Dale Jr. is always giving people hell. So it was really good. Ryan Priest was entertaining. It, so that, that part of it was entertaining, but the racing part of it itself really, really lacked because they had so few cars on the track. And I think they should have, uh, you know, rethought that idea a little bit there. But, you know, whatever. That's, uh, that's their deal, not mine. Um, <clears throat> but anyways... I derailed us going down the iRacing, uh, you know, venture there. But, uh, it's easy to do. It's easy it, to do. It is. I mean, there's nothing else going on. So, I mean, what the hell else are we going to talk about? But, um, <laughs> the, you know, I, they... talked to a, I talked to a dirt chassis builder today, mm-hmm. and he told me that he thought that although his business would suffer on the short term, that he thought uh, 
small downturns in the economy ends up being good for dirt racing fans um, because they come to the racetrack more. So I, I found that as a piece of good news. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's definitely an optimistic way to look at it. I mean, I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people about a lot of different things that involve, you know, what we're going to see when this is over with. You know, what... Uh, you know, what this means for uh, short track racing, what this means for asphalt racing, what this means for dirt racing, what this means for NASCAR, what this means for the NFL, what this means for the, you know, Major League Baseball, whatever. I've had a lot of conversations about a lot of different things. None of us are experts, so we don't know anything anyways. But, you know, we all have, you know, differing opinions. And everybody seems, for the most part, everybody seems to be, you know, overly optimistic of how we're going to come out of this. Um, yes, and and I think you know a lot of it. I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna reference something that probably you know will piss some people off, and I really don't care. But you know, I remember back to when you know o Obama was in office, okay, which was you know not the greatest time in the world. Um, but you know, one thing that I I can tell you a hundred percent for sure that is true. And a guy told me this during during the time that Obama was president. He said, "Man, people have money." He said they're just scared to death to spend it. And the day that, you know, Trump was elected, it changed. I mean, that from that day forward, it changed. And I think that that goes into this, you know, people are optimistic. So that means things are going to be better than they would be if everybody was negative about the situation. So I think that it's a good thing um, that everybody's optimistic about it because that means that they'll come out swinging. So, and I hope that's what happens. I mean, I know that's what, uh, you know, I know that's what I'm going to do because I don't really have another choice. I, I uh, buried myself during the winter, so I'm going to have to uh, dig myself out uh, when, once we uh, once we get to go racing. So, you know, and I, I think everybody—that's the one thing that I think we're all in together, right? I think everybody's going to have to dig. You don't shut it all down for as long as we've shut it down, and you, just, everybody's going to have to dig. You yeah. know what I mean? In, in in the racing community, at least, I believe. Wow, I mean, that's, that's probably in general. I mean, that's that's probably yeah. in general. Though, though, I did talk with a guy yesterday. I've actually talked to two different people that are in the tire business, not not the racing tire business, but just streetcar tire business. And both of them have told me that the last month of their business has been some of the best they've ever had. Oddly enough, yeah. And, and I'm sure there are other business. I mean, we know Walmart and Lowe's and Home Depot and those guys. They're knocking it For out sure. of the park right now. Um, even with these executive orders to, you know, keep them from having, you know, only 20% capacity in stores, it doesn't make any difference. People stand in line. They, they, they want to be out of their house. They want to be somewhere. They want to do something, whatever, so they're out there. Yeah. Um, but to, For sure. But going back to the, the peak thing, I, the one thing that I found that was the most interesting thing about uh, the peaks of when we expect the, the peak deaths and for the, you know, flattening the curve and all that, um, you know, Virginia, Virginia originally was set to peak on May 20th, which would have put us having a chance of getting back to racing, in my opinion, July 4th. You know what I mean? That would have been like, you know, pretty close to the first time we would have been able to get back racing, especially, you know, here. Um, it's a different date and different circumstances in every state. They don't vary by a whole lot. Um, they did. Now they've kind of closed in. They're all kind of in the same, you know, Everybody's area. Everybody's joining together. Because, yeah, I agree. But, and I think it's because everybody's, you know, yes, people are going out and they're going to Walmart and they're going to Home Depot and they're going to get tires and they're going to do these things, but they are practicing some sort of social distancing. They aren't going in shaking hands and, you know, smacking each other on the ass or whatever people normally do. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I, you know, they're, they're, things are totally different than they were before. I mean, I go, if, listen, if I go to Walmart, I avoid people like the plague I, I, but i did before so it ain't really a whole lot of different for me right. um but right. but at the peak date was may 20th in virginia and now it's uh april 22nd um so almost an entire month there that it's been shortened up by and most of the states that were in may especially toward late may have all reverted back to the end of april or the first couple of days of may which is huge um positive for us and uh you know the opportunity to go back racing i mean i you know we were talking about it and i think you know one of the things that i said you were kind of surprised by but you know okay so our peak is let's say our peak is april 22nd i'm just going to take you know virginia i think y'all's is april sure. 17th in north carolina yep. and you know there are different dates everywhere but uh they're within you know seven to ten days of one another so okay we 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 hit those peaks 
so when does the country open back up? Well, you know, if you listen to Trump, it's opening back up tomorrow, but that's not going to happen, okay? He's, he's <laughs> overly optimistic, and he likes to talk, and he likes to make you feel good, and that's cool. Um, you know, the governors, they like to do the opposite. They might like to make you feel bad. Uh, you know, Governor Northam here, you know, he's got the country reopening on June 10th. Both of them are wrong. Just my opinion. Um, so, but I think, uh, I, I think that the social distancing thing, it's set to go through April 30th on a national level. Um, it's going to get extended to probably, well, I mean, probably they're going to want you to social distance for the rest of your life. Um, which is cool. That, that's that, you know, that means everybody acts like I do. And, you know, listen, I thought about something <laughs> yesterday, too. The, funny enough, Mike Looney, like, is, you know, the king of social distancing. He lives off in the mountains. You know, you, it, it takes you two and a half years to get to where he's at. And, I mean, he goes nowhere but the racetrack. So the only thing that changed in his life was going to a racetrack. I mean, le- legitimately. Yeah. I mean, which, uh, you know, I, I tried to call him yesterday. I didn't get, uh, didn't get an answer, but that's because, you know, they haven't piped, uh, you know, cell phone service into uh, Craig County yet, but um, yeah, you got to be careful. You 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 don't have that much up there where you live. You remember the internet's pretty rough up there. Well, the internet is, but we do have cell phone service, okay? <laughs> I mean, and we got that ten years ago. So you know, they got it thirty years ago everywhere else. We got it ten years ago here. Um, but but you know you know really though, I mean, he, his life has not changed much at all. While everybody else's kind of has a little bit. You know, outside of the racetrack, his his has not changed at all. But I was going to talk to him about it yesterday. I was going to try to, you know, had my power not went out and all, I was going to try to sit down and record a little something with him. I know people like hearing from him anyways. He's always got some uh, incredible one-liners. Dude, he's a great dude. Oh, he's he is. He's a great dude. He is. He, he's uh, incredibly entertaining, um, even if he did one time throw a dog out of a window, but, you know, first floor window. But, you know, that's that's another story for another day. It was hilarious when it happened. I was there. <laughs> um, the dog survived, by the way. It lived. It was fine. It didn't break any bones. Didn't didn't hurt it any. I mean, you know, whatever. We'll tell that so story with Mike you, one day. When do you think we go back racing? When do you think you're? When, when when's the Langley Austin timeline? When he thinks we're going to go back racing? Well, I mean, obviously, I'm optimistic. Um, you know, I'm optimistic in saying that uh, uh, Memorial Day weekend, or somewhere within two weeks after that is is our real first chance of going back racing in my opinion i think that these racetracks that continue to push out like oh we're we're gonna race at the end of the month no you're not well we're gonna race the first week of may no you're not you're lying you're lying to yourself you're lying to everybody that you're talking to just tell them the truth okay just tell them right we're we're probably not gonna race until the end of may or june that's it that's when we're gonna race so yeah I, I, i think hopefully as they get more data right like hopefully they'll all collaborate kind of like the, the governments have or the states have to a point, right? Hopefully they can all kind of come up with some idea of when this will get together, the more data that we get, right? Right, for sure. And, and the one caveat to that is, does, do, you know, do they make a change where, you know, let's say they, they put most of the country back to work, okay, but they still, you know, don't allow sporting events. Well, some track, probably mine, is going to have a race without, you know, fans, I mean, right. it's going to happen, and I think, you know, some others will, will attempt to do that. I mean, I'm not saying that we'll be the only. Um, you know, I, I've got an idea for a race I want to do Memorial Day weekend, whether we are we come out of this or not. If we have to do it without fans, that's okay. Um, I've got some, some ideas, doing some pay-per-views, a fun race, not not a serious, you know, you know late model race. This, this is going to be something for fun that will actually entertain people, um, you know, but – you know, I, I think that some racetracks could end up having some sort of races before the timeline that I speak of, and that's only because there are ways around uh, these executive orders and these uh, these things that they have in place, provided that your state doesn't specifically outline your business as not being able to operate. And even then, you can there are forms that you can fill out to challenge them, as you know, a Speedway has done on their testing ban. You know, they've filled out some sort of form in North Carolina to uh, have a chance to test, and they're testing in the interim while they're waiting on, uh, you know, that uh, that decision. I don't know what, which way that'll go for them. I mean, we, we allow people to go, like I said the other day, we allow people to go to Walmart 5,000 deep. I, I don't know right. what difference it makes if we have a race or not. But do you think, I, that's one thing I can't wait till we can do, um, live show like we were talking earlier I, i'm more interested to know does the race fan wanna are they ready like i can't go to i'm, I'm telling you it's hard to for me to um, i can't go to those 
right? Like I can't I, right now. I don't feel comfortable going out like that. So right. that's when it, I go to the shop and I, I come home, right? Like that's that's it. And I, I I'm interested in what the the race fan. Yes, they 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 want to see racing, but it, you know what I mean. At, at what rate do they come back out to the races? I guess is my question. You know what I mean? It, right. It would be it would be very hard for me. I I, I I just don't. I wouldn't feel comfortable going to those places. So I'm, I'm interested if the race fan will feel comfortable coming back to the track. I think that's definitely a challenge, and I think that's I think that's still going to be honestly. I know that everybody thinks, and I, I've seen it on Facebook, and I've heard people say it out of their mouths that when this is all over with, that people are just going to flood back to racetracks. I don't know that that's necessarily true. Um, I, I don't know that you know the majority of them are going to stay home either, but I do think that there are going to be some people that go, yeah, you know what, I don't really want to be in that. I don't want to really right. want to put myself in that position. But I do think that racetracks fall into a totally different category too. I think that you know we are an open air space. Um, you know, <laughs> we have you know let, let's just take Franklin County for example. I think there's seventy six hundred and some odd seats, seventy six fifty six or some crazy number like that at, at Franklin County. Okay. If we put a thousand people in there or two thousand people in there, uh, you don't have to sit right beside of each other. So That's it. there, there is plenty of room. Hickory's in the same, you know, scenario. There's a lot of tracks. Uh, you know, some tracks don't have very many stands. I mean, Carteret can't hardly hold anybody. Coastal Plains can't hardly hold anybody. Dillon doesn't hold a lot of people. Um, you know, there's there's a handful you know, you, of tracks that doesn't. But you and I also talked about trackside parking. How, right. how that how that plays into a racetrack. You know, there's right. some places like Kingsport's and so. Places that have big trackside parking. In, you in know, my mind, what does that play? In my mind, trackside parking could be a it could be huge the thing. Which, I, honestly, as you kind of watch how things have been changing within the racing landscape as it is, trackside parking has become more and more prevalent at more and more racetracks, and more and more people want to be in them. They're usually full at most. I mean, they're not full at Southern National because there's 148 of them, so it's hard to fill that. There's a lot of them. You know what I mean? That's a lot of spaces. You know what I mean? The, the average track has 40 or 50, you know what I mean, or less. Um, but everybody, I think South Boston just put in some this winter or was in the process of it or whatever. They were trying to put in some trackside parking. I mean, I think everybody... Uh, you know, and I, I've, I, you know, at Franklin County, I've got a plan and an idea of how to do that. Um, and and I, I think if a racetrack promoter or owner or whoever is not thinking about how to maximize on that right now, then they're already lost. They've already lost the game here um, yeah. in, in my mind. I mean, and I think Southern National, a place like Southern National, sits in a prime spot to benefit from this the most. Like I said, 148 trackside parking spaces. If there's four people per car. That's a decent turnout right there. And if you can put people, you know, 6 or 10 or 15 or 20 foot apart in the grandstands, you got a potential. you got 4,000 seats there, too, at, at Southern National. So you got potential to put a lot of people in the stands. Right, but answer me this. But how do you promote it now? Right? Like, you, you, do you promote it? I mean, I, I think the promotional game will, will change through this because I think now people are looking for – different things you well, know what i mean i mean listen you, you, don't get me started on a rant about promoting okay because i will go off the deep end here well, I, and say I, some things I, that I i'll probably well, regret I'm a promoter guy right i just build the cars i don't i don't know right about but, the promotion thing. i just i think that that was as i look at that i try not to speak about much that i don't know but as i look at that i think to myself if i was a promoter i would be very very afraid because the whole game has changed Right. It, it definitely per, has. Performance center, the whole game hasn't changed. You can still come in. You know what I mean? We, we right. don't have more than that many people in there really at one right. time ever anyway. It, it, it's not a, a big changer for me. But, but from a promotional standpoint, if, if I owned a racetrack or if I you – know, I can imagine right now it's, it's, it's just a trying time, especially if you only know one way. It's, you know what I mean? It, it's definitely a different world, and it's definitely going to be – it's going to change. Uh, you know, if – especially if the social distancing things uh, stay in place where, you know, let's say let, – let's just go on a grand scale so people kind of understand it a little bit better. Let's say the NFL, you know, I, I don't know how many people, uh, you know, AT&T Stadium in, in Dallas holds. It holds a crap load of people. Uh, but let's say they can only have 30% or whatever the number is of their total capacity there. Well – I mean, that, that changes everything for them. That changes the way they're going to have to sell tickets, probably changes the price of them. It probably changes every narrative there, um, you know, for 
for these guys. I mean, it, it's a it, and it does the same thing on the short track level. But like I said, you know, and I talked to uh, I talked to Mike uh, Mike Diaz the other day about uh, Southern National and about the trackside parking there and about, you know, he, he had not put a whole lot of thought into it. You know, he's got another business that, you know, actually makes money, not the one that he's, you know, you know <laughs> over throwing money away on doing racing. But, you know, he's got another business over there that does very well. So his mind's been on that. But I did kind of change. I think I think I changed his mind a little bit on how, how this thing's going to work when it comes back. I think that trackside parking is, is something that you don't have to sell 20% of because they're not, they're not, in the whoever's in the car that's the only social distancing and those people are together anyways uh, so i was thinking of, i was thinking about it the other day if i had a racetrack i'd put a movie screen up in that thing I'd, I'd have it like a drive-in i would be using it for so many different things beside races during the week you know what i mean yeah there i mean i i think you're gonna have to be i think you're gonna have to be mobile uh you know as a kid we used to go to a drive-in it was a fun thing right like i think right. some of that with this and the the other things that we're talking about, racetracks are just, in my opinion, just have to diversify hugely here. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I, I think that you know, I think the one, the one thing that I think is the most detrimental to uh, short track racing overall in the last ten to fifteen years is that the people who own these racetracks don't have to make money. I think that that's been very detrimental to short track racing and to these short tracks in general. But I do think now. Um, you know, it opens up a lot more doors. This this deal opens up a lot more doors and makes people see the things that they can possibly do there. Um, you know, because, I mean, we I think we talked about it the other day. I don't know whether it was on the show or in another conversation, but, you know, the movie theater business may be over with. Over. You know right. what I mean? Oh, yeah, I mean, if they can only have 20% capacity, I mean, I don't know. Oh, they, I, know. I don't know. We started talking about it because my friend has the restaurant, and he doesn't know how he'll survive because it's a nice sit-down restaurant right and right. the tables are close name he says they'll lose 40 percent of his seating capacity yeah. and he said i can't make it on 40 percent of my seating capacity well i mean if he does business as he did business before he definitely can't make it on 40%. right and that's what that's basically what he was saying yeah. you know startup costs and i right. didn't realize that there was that much money in restarting opening a restaurant you know you're closed and then you have to buy all new supplies. You, everything goes bad and has to be cleaned. And you know what I mean? It's a it's a big deal. Uh, for sure, for sure. It's definitely uh, definitely a challenge there for sure. I mean, anything that's uh, perishable probably has either been used up or given away, um, right. Or thrown in a trash. Racetracks too. You know what do they lose for goods? Everybody was geared up, ready to go. Well, that's one that's one area where I won at because I wasn't doing my own concessions and I didn't have to worry about it. So. Right, for sure. And the guy who was doing my concessions, he uh, he's got another restaurant, and he can uh, he can get rid of all that stuff in his at at his leisure and not have to worry about throwing it away. That's one reason why. And I think Wake County uh, is set up similar to that. I think they have Zaxby's that comes in and does their food now. Um, and I think that's uh, I think that's really uh, really cool. Um, you know, because that's that's another area where racetracks can really minimize their risk. Um, you know, but that's for a sure. that's a whole another conversation for a whole another day. Spe- speaking of Wake <laughs> County. Um, we're going to call up uh, Charlie Hansen here in just a few minutes, uh, talk to him. Man, they uh, Charlie and his crew uh, have been working their butts off down at Wake County. I don't know if you guys have been following along on uh, Facebook, but uh, they've uh, put in a new flag stand, and uh, they've done a lot of work around the track, put in new LED lighting, um, you know, wheel-in lighting for the uh, caution lights. Uh, pretty pretty amazing stuff that they've uh, that they've been able to do down there. Uh, while everything's set in idle, you know this is their first year uh, going NASCAR, um, so it's a it, it's a big time for them. And and this uh, this coronavirus has definitely not slowed them down from spending money. Obviously, it's probably slowed them down from making money, but uh, they've been uh, putting in a lot of effort and uh, work. And we'll talk to Charlie here in just a few minutes. But uh, I don't know, Roger. I mean, uh, any anything else uh, come to your mind? And uh, before we call uh, before we call up Charlie, anything come to the, to the forefront of your mind that uh, you know you have thought about in the last couple of days since the last show? No, I, I I can't wait to keep doing this. We uh, we'll, we'll get the we'll get the video working here in a little bit. That way we can call a few people from uh, from the from the phone and and maybe see a few faces and and uh, you know start to try to figure out a way to make it together through the fifty days that we have till we race again. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I really think that's 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 a correct I, I, timeline. I, I, don't, I, mean, I wish I could sit here and tell you that I completely disagree, but I, I don't. I mean, I I, I don't know. This, that's that's going to be a difficult decision for many people involved, and I'm very thankful I don't have to make it. I mean, right. you got to make money, but you also got to have safety. So it's a, it's a tough tough road to hope. It uh, definitely is a uh, is a tough tough uh you know tough deal i i you know we've uh you know we've i think i've told you you know we we haven't been testing at franklin county i would i would like to i would like to get back to testing soon um you know when i think that it feels you know a little safer uh to do so or if i have um you know i'm we could do you know with testing you know easily a racetrack can you know social distance very easy because you know the place is huge and you know by comparison to you know one or two or three trailers or five trailers or whatever the number is you know the place is you know very very large in comparison to that every racetrack is uh even wake county at a quarter mile you know they could put you know they could put 10 people in there you know 10 10 teams in there and nobody be near each other um you know so i mean it's it's definitely something that's doable um, we haven't been doing it, uh, you know, just out of an abundance of caution. Um, so, you know, other tracks have, and, you know, kudos to them. I mean, I, I, you got to keep some revenue going. That's one, one, one position that some racetracks, I think that's the difference in some racetracks and others. I think the racetracks that have been, you know, really pushing to test, they got a lot of overhead. And I think the racetracks sure. who have, uh, you know, went ahead and just said idle uh, don't have a lot of overhead. And, uh, you know, that's my, my, my case. It don't cost me a dime for that racetrack to sit there. Um, you know, it right. might, uh, might cost, might cost the owner, uh, money for it to sit there, but it doesn't cost <laughs> me a dime. So, um, you know, and, you know, so I mean, it, I, and not that I, you know, I, I would rather be testing. I'd rather them be making money. I'd rather us be making money. I'd rather the racers being able to be at the racetrack, but you know, I've been trying to be as cautious about this as possible, you know? And I think a lot of racetracks have taken that approach. And even the ones that are testing, I think I've seen, you know, different videos and, and pictures from, you know, Dominion. They, they've tested some, and I've seen some pictures from there, and there's not a lot of people around each other, you know. So they've, right. they've been taking this seriously. I mean, I, I don't think that just because they've been testing that they haven't been taking this seriously. So I, I think right. that uh, I, I think that this has been a an interesting experience, man. I, I'll have to be honest with you. I, uh, and I won't go into any detail at the moment, but this has been this whole deal. Um, over the last uh, four or five days, I mean, as you know, I mean, me and you talked. I mean, we talked about doing this show two weeks ago. You you were like, hey, let's get the radio show back going. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to. You know what I mean? This has been yeah. a life-changing experience for me. I'll talk about it a lot more later on down the road. But this this has altered my perception of everything, um, you know, and for the better, I think. So, you know, I think everybody, right? Like, I mean, I, and I guess maybe not everybody. There was people no. in Florida that were drunk on the beach and acting like hooligans, right? But, but I, I think for many of us, right? For many of us, we we look at things quite a bit differently. I, I have to tell you that I, I have enjoyed in a bad time. I have enjoyed spending time that I never get to spend with my family. It, it's right. a, it's a different perspective. And, and you know what I mean? For we just sure. go, 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 go so much. And I, I, if I can say that anything good has come out of this, that is, and I just, I get to do things with my son and we get to, I get to show him how to do things before I, I'm so caught up. So, you know, this has definitely exposed some of my shortcomings. And I, I think for everybody, right? Like even what for you sure. were talking about, just things are changing for sure. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely a different world, and I think, I think yes, it has changed everybody's perspective, uh, you know, in life. I think that everybody's kind of looked at things a little. I know there's a lot of stupid. God, I don't. I, I shouldn't call them stupid. I know there's a lot of people who really want to believe this is some hoax and some BS, and you know, they they talk ignorantly, openly on Facebook about it, and 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 I get it. Deep down, I don't think they feel that way. But I think on the surface they do feel that way, and and that's okay. I, I you know I think everybody listen. I, you know in the beginning I was like I say nothing. You know what I mean? I say nothing. We right. move on. You know I right. think we all feel. But I mean at this point, if you're not smart enough to see the forest for the trees, then I, I, nobody can help you. I mean there's just nothing. <laughs> there's nothing anybody can do for you, and you're just gonna have to suffer through this being an idiot. That's that's all there is. To <laughs> so. All right, well let's uh, let's let's jump on the line with uh, Charlie Hansen and uh, and see what he's got to say. Uh, we'll uh, try to dial him up on the phone and uh, try to try to see if we can uh, talk to him about uh, all the things going on down at Wake County Speedway. 
All right, we've got uh, Charlie Hansen on the line, I believe. Charlie, uh, thanks for uh, joining us here on the Race 22 podcast. I tell you what, I appreciate you having uh, us on, and uh, it's good to hear from you guys. Yeah, man. Uh, we, I mean, we had to talk to the hardest working guy um, in short track racing right now, which is, you know, really odd to say, you know, I know you get up at, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock every day, like I do. And, you know, so it's really odd to say that you're the hardest working guy in racing. But, you know, you know, we don't go to bed till, uh, you know, three or four o'clock in the morning. So that's the truth. You know, we just get our, we just get the same six or seven hours. Everybody else gets just a little different, just a little different time. That's all. That, that, that's exactly right. For sure. And, uh, you know, uh, some, some people out there may not know, you know, why I say you're the hardest working guy in, uh, in, in short track racing right now. But, man, if you follow the Wake County Speedway uh, Facebook page, I mean, you guys are knocking it out of the park down there. I have seen endless amounts of, uh, you know, upgrades that you guys have made this winter. I mean, you guys are, uh, you know, going full bore into this uh, 2020 season whenever we do get to get it started. I tell you, I wish I could take all the credit, but, um, you know, it's really a group effort. Um, Mr. Brown really um, spearheading a lot of the effort over there. But I tell you, Wake County has a, a group of supporters that just pour their heart and soul into the track and do um, whatever they can. They go above and beyond to try to make the track better. Um, most of them have ties to the track, either their son or daughter races or they own a car or, you know, they they drive. They just say that um, – you know it's their playground and they want to make it the best that they can make it so it's um you know it's really it's just a group effort I, I wish i could take all the credit but you know really without the entire team um we would be hard we wouldn't be hardly doing anything either well tell tell us about uh everything that you guys have been doing i mean i've seen a lot of it on facebook but i'm sure there's a lot of things that we haven't seen so uh, tell us about all the things that you guys have started doing you know at, at the, really the, before this coronavirus stuff started but it, even into uh, this whole lockdown that we're on yeah i'll tell you one thing that um that we did in the beginning of the season that really probably nobody really knows about and i don't i don't even know that you know that you even knew about it but we we started a a team or a group of people that we call it kind of like a steering committee or you know just kind of an ideas committee and we had several you know some sponsors and some teams and you know people that have helped us throughout and we kind of all sat down and just kind of put a put a list together and some goals for the track and you know what they would like to see what they'd like to see changed um just we just bounced ideas off of of everybody and it was really a it was really a cool thing um that we put together but you know our, the steering committee just we just kind of just kind of collaborated and 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 come up with some great ideas and and still and we try to meet once a month of course then with the coronavirus um hit it kind of kind of threw that off course but uh, we, we did have one meeting and um just talked about some of the upgrades that we wanted to do and our vision um mr brown coined it you know the, our vision for 2020 or our 2020 vision <laughs> um but uh but yeah so that's how it all that's how it all kind of started and you know langley you know being in the racing business that sometimes you can get burned out and you know really with that steering committee and mr brown um kind of pushing me it really kind of rejuvenated my batteries you know so to speak and just gave me a little more um i don't know a little more energy and and focus on making you know wake county a, a better place or you know really a you know we, we sanctioned nascar which was huge um you know for that track 58 years have never been sanctioned um you know just kind of just 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 gave me a new breath of life and you know my my passion for local racing yeah i mean it definitely looks like you uh have a rebirth of of passion down there for sure i mean just all the things that are going on uh i believe you told me that you uh, guys put in led lighting um tell, yeah. tell us about that yeah, we've, yeah we put in over um 30 uh led lights um kind of to supplement the lighting that we had it's not nearly probably you know exactly what it needs but it, it will definitely help um tremendously the lighting is always you know has always been you know a little slack there i mean the facility's 58 59 years old and you know probably some of the original lights are still are still hanging 
Um, <laughs> so we, the LED lights, um, one of the drivers we posted, um, you know, back in the beginning of the, you know, in the, in the winter, you know, what, what would you like to see? And, um, you know, one of our big late model supporters, you know, said that they felt like lighting was one of the biggest issues. So, you know, that was right there on our list with our steering committee. And so that was one of the things that we, that we tackled right away. That's awesome, man. We'll uh, get Roger Johnson in here on the on the conversation here in just a moment. But uh, what, uh, what 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 did you what led to uh, you guys deciding to go NASCAR sanctioned uh, over this past winter? Well, um, you know, we just we just feel like with the market that Raleigh has, um, the the NASCAR branding would help hopefully uh, get a little more interest from. Uh, some advertisers and then you know there was there's no other Friday night uh, NASCAR track in North Carolina and we thought that that would you know possibly help draw a few more cars and you know it it may not help but two or three per class but you know we we feel like that's um, that would be a good number for us as being a quarter mile track we don't we don't need 25 cars to put on a great show right um, you know we would we just feel like that the time was right and then you know with our our, our partnership with southern national uh, we felt like that maybe we could do some cool things being friday saturday night and team up and work together and you know give the drivers you know uh you know some some a, a really a great outlet to um to to buy for a national championship between the two tracks i i thought that you know of course before the coronavirus hit that we would we would definitely produce enough opportunities for a team to run just Southern National and uh, Wake County Speedway and really have a good chance at a national at a national championship. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that definitely uh, opens the door for some guys over there. Roger, you got anything uh, for Charlie over here? Yeah, I, I I've been watching it on the Facebook page, and and that's not. I mean, you guys are doing a bunch of different things there. You had a, a pretty big car show, it looked like, in February. Just just a bunch of other things made beside racing. Yeah, um, you know, it's just, it's a shame that, um, you know, a lot of the racetracks sit idle, you know, Monday through, you know, Friday or Monday through Saturday, and, and they only, you know, utilize the facility one day a week, and we just kind of were just looking for other adventures to, you know, just to try to generate some some income for the track, and um, you know, Justin with uh, his car shows, he's he's had some huge car shows both at at uh, Wake County and Southern National. I believe he's even been the ace. So um, he he's he's really has a big following for the car shows. We also had a, a monster truck group out of Sarasota, Florida, that was was planning a track rental um, for a three day show. Uh, actually was going to do five days and uh, five shows in three days and then of course i just got word in an email that they were going to cancel all their shows until 2021 but we look for him to come in 2021 and of course we also have the rusty wallace driving experience there you know anything that can potentially you know help draw some income and and just help make uh, the track better and also bring some people to the track that maybe have never been there before and you know, they come and say, hey, you know, I've lived here, you know, all my life. I never knew this track was here. So possibly gain a fan or two for, you know, Friday night. We, uh, earlier in the show, before we dialed you up here, we uh, we got to talking about timelines. What, uh, you're in it, right? Like, you're right in the middle of it. You're getting all the data as much as we're getting or anybody else. What do you, <laughs> what, do, what do you surmise for a timeline here? <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I, um. I sent Brett Tisdale a, a text there. Excuse me a second here. <coughs> Gracious. You ain't um, got the corona over there, dude. <laughs> yeah, don't think I have the corona, no. Um, I sent Brett a, uh, a text yesterday and asked him what, you know, what he thought. And he's one of the second, second or third person, you know, in the, in the chain of command for the NASCAR home tracks. And he said it's, it's pretty tight lip that nobody's really saying anything, um, you know, about a timeline. I said, well, well, what do you think that, you know, the, the month of May is pretty well, 
you know, out of the question. And he says, you know, it, it just there's nothing really been said, but <clears throat> you know, it it was mentioned that NASCAR was looking to start back on, you know, the last weekend in May there with the Coca-Cola 600 or the the All Star race. But you know, as of right now, you know, we we're really not getting any any information other than the original May 3rd um, date from NASCAR. But I don't. I honestly don't foresee that, you know, really being realistic at this time. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's something we had talked about, right? I mean, right. right with our yeah, I mean, right, me and Roger talked about it. I mean, I actually think that I, I kind of surprised him with the fact that I told you him you know, that Memorial Day weekend would be the first possible, and that's like the most optimistic point of view is Memorial Day weekend, and I really think that it could go into the first, uh, you know, couple of weeks of June. And, I mean, it may go further than that. Who, who knows? But I, I think your, uh, your thinking and what they've kind of told you and what you, you know, said about uh, the Coca-Cola 600 being the first race, that kind of falls in line with the, the timeline that we discussed earlier. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what they decide to do, um, not only at the cup level, but at the home track level. You know, are they going to extend the the point season for the home tracks? Are they going to, you know, maybe shorten the number of, of races that they're going to count towards the national championship? Um, there's so many there's so many more questions than answers right now. And I think that they're really hesitant to try to throw out any information until they really know, um, you know, when, when, or when is going to be a realistic, you know, start back date, because there's no need to throw out information and then have to change it. And, and it just, it just, so I think they're doing the right thing by kind of just waiting and, and seeing exactly what's going to happen. So they only have to put the information out one time. Yeah, I think that's one of the mistakes that some racetracks, honestly, in my opinion, uh, have been making is kind of putting out information out there. Oh, we're going to race, you know, April 10th. We're going to race this date. We're going to race that date. I, I think they're just they're getting people uh, excited for nothing because they don't know anything. I mean, they don't have any information that leads them to that except for, you know, their own, you know, optimism, I guess. And I, I'm glad to see that uh, most racetracks have taken the uh, – taking the approach of not putting that out there i mean i think you know i think if somebody wants to shoot for memorial day weekend or wants to shoot for the weekend after or the weekend after that i think that's way more realistic than the people trying to shoot for the next few weeks don't you yeah absolutely and and you know people are asking me well you know what what is your plan and and i really don't know i i honestly it just depends i mean if we start back you know the the last week in may you know maybe we'll run you know possibly back-to-back Fridays, you know, through September and still get the, the same number of events in. Or, you know, we, we may, you know, alternate. And then if, if the point system goes into, you know, October, then we'll just, you know, extend the season into October. You know, Friday night football, you know, in the past was always a question, did, did racing on Friday night, was it affected by the, you know, the attendance affected by Friday night football? You know, I, I think maybe 20, 25 years ago was, was a bigger issue. But, you know, we've raced in the September and actually had some of the best nights we had. Just, I think, because the weather was more favorable than, you know, a 90-degree a August night. With, the, with things changing as much as they are so quickly, you know, all of us as racers, kind of things go through our mind. There's just different ways to go about it. Do you have, do you have anything that's popped into you of, of a way – and you think you can do things different as as this goes forward with the with the social distancing? You know, are, are you thinking about trying to, you know, you know, fun things to get people back to the track, or or are you thinking about streaming everything online? What, do you have any any things that this this has sparked your interest in trying to go crazy on? Well, you know, I'm 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 kind of I guess I would say one of the old fashioned guys. I don't I don't foresee you know much change in um thank god that and and i don't mean it in a bad way that the demographics of most of our the people who attend races are are kind of the 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 good old boy blue collar people that you know probably some of them probably don't even believe that this this is you know a a a real big deal or a real thing and you know i don't i don't know that you know, I just, it's, there's so many unknowns. I, I just don't know. You know, when we open the gate that first night and we'll see what happens with the crowd, you know, it'd be interesting to see, you know, how many people are, are still have, 
you know, the fear of, of, you know, getting back into, you know, a crowd. It's just, there's so many unknowns. And, but as far as me, you know, trying to be the innovator and come up with something uh, different and new, you know, I, I really, I'll leave that to somebody else. And I'm not, I'm not scared to steal something from somebody. If it, if it works for them, I'll be glad to, to try it and see if it could work for us. That, that's me every time somebody says man you had a great idea i'm like yeah i stole that from somebody else and made it a little bit better so i mean that's, well they that's always said we that everything that was worth being said has already been said you know so um you know we just we just borrow it and if, if we can learn something and make it better then you know we definitely will and and you know i'm i'm not scared to uh to to copy somebody and give somebody credit uh if if they do something that's beneficial that would benefit me so Right. Something that, uh, you know, me and Roger talked about before uh, we had you uh, join us here. We uh, we were actually talking about trackside parking and uh, the potential uh, play that uh, that gives uh, to places like Southern National and Kingsport and uh, Caraway and uh, uh, other tracks that have a lot of uh, uh, a lot of trackside parking because, you know, those people would still be social distancing they'd be in their cars you know the only people they'd be with is the people that they're with anyways um have you uh given any thought to uh you know what may come down the pike if uh they limit the number of people that's able to come to the racetrack or limit the way that you're able to bring them in there i know that uh wake county's uh an extremely small facility overall um so that would actually you know obviously be a a challenge but is there any possibility of you being able to add uh, trackside parking spaces if you had to yeah, I think logistically, um, you know, they're really, you know, we do have a, we have like two trackside parking spaces that we <laughs> reserve for the original owners of the racetrack, um, for the Simpkins family. But there's really, logistically speaking, there's no, there's no way that we could <clears throat> add any trackside parking anywhere. Um, one of the upgrades that you have seen on Facebook is um, we are, we are revisiting a lower pit area um, down back in in the bottom of the um the property area for what we would make it at the new inex pit where legends and bandoleros would park um and then they would have a ramp that come up from the backside into what was the normal upper pit parking which will still be pit parking but we we you know we anticipate you know when we become nascar and just from you know a few teams that have contacted us uh, with showing interest in coming that like i said we may pick up you know, two or three cars per class. And, you know, with the enclosed haulers, uh, we just needed to, to try to search around and, and find some more parking. So um, we, you know, we were visiting that to to expand our, our parking. But as far as for a trackside parking, there, there would just be no logistical way to do it. So, you know, for our track, it, it, it's just not an option. Yeah, I mean, that that's uh, definitely, I figured that was going to be your answer because, I mean, Wake County, I mean, that's probably the tiniest uh, overall facility that I've ever walked into in my life. I mean, it, it, it it's amazing what you can pack in there in, in a given Friday night, um, you know, anyway. So I, I just didn't think there was any way. But uh, you, you, uh, you, you speak about, uh, you know, possibly picking up a few cars. Uh, I'm, I'm, I assume you refer mostly to uh, late models. What, uh, what are you seeing with your, uh, your other divisions? Are you seeing uh, an increased in, uh, interest? Uh, and does any of that have to do with NASCAR? Or is that just a, um, you know, thing where you guys have been, you know, doing such a good job there? I mean, I know, you know, last year was your first year, you know, really, you know, fully in charge, I guess. But, I mean, you've basically been the guy, you know, with, uh, with Mike Stoddard actually, there our, for a while. It was actually our second year already. This is our third year already believe wow. it or not so, but um but yeah um you know i think that um uh we've been we actually we tried to when we when we did our set up our divisions for the nascar divisions we kind of tried to uh you know copy the the tracks in the surrounding areas so you know of course southern national which we work very closely with we we tried to make sure that um you know we have our divisions the same like the mini stock division is division um four and then it's the same at bowman gray so um actually aj sanders has contacted us and and you know he him and his son and i think he said one or two other cars are interested in running the full season to try to you know maximize their their chance for 
full points and to run for a national championship uh, championship in their division. Um, of course, you know, there are a few late models that have reached out and, and said that, you know, their guys, they're going to hopefully come and participate. And, um, and then we, we, the, the modified fours, we, we brought them back two years ago as a full season class and they were kind of running as a club, but now that we've, we've kind of, you know, like I said, I'm not scared to say, Hey, yeah, we copied this from, you know, we took the orange County rules, which is the only other track within, right. you know, several hours that run modified fours. And we, we copied their rules and, you know, we're going to try to give them a little more money instead of them kind of running for club money, you know, make it where, you know, they're, they're a legitimate class and hopefully, you know, they're a division, uh, they'll be division three. So, you know, they have a pretty good point fund for division three. So I think, you know, I think that that class should pick up, you know, several cars. And then, um, we are going to run the chargers only, uh, we're just going to run them the minimum, uh, six races. And we're going to try to run them on all off nights of late models. And then of course, again, with, you know, with the coronavirus now that with the schedule in question, you know, I'm not sure exactly how we can make that work or how exactly that's going to work. Um, but, you know, we wanted to keep that, you know, Southern Nationals chargers were division two. And so we wanted to, to, to give them an opportunity to, again, to run for, you know, a national championship in division two, or just a way to, um, you know, gain more points or have another opportunity to race, you know, at a, at a NASCAR sanctioned track for their division. What do you, uh, with, with becoming the NASCAR sanctioned track, what do you, what do you see in from NASCAR as far as support? Were you, uh, did you get a big booklet? Did you, you, you know what I mean? What, what did you, what did you see as far as the support that they reached out to you guys with or, or, or you interacting with them even? Well, I've, um, you know, I've, I've been affiliated with Southern National pretty much for the last, you know, eight years on and off and 2012, you know, very heavily. And, and so the NASCAR thing is not new to me. And I've, I've have a decent, you know, relationship with Kevin Nevelinen, who's the, I guess the series director for the uh, home tracks. And then Brett Tisdale, who's the next, the next guy. And I've had conversations throughout the years with them guys. So it's not new, you know, the whole NASCAR, um, I guess, I don't know, the NASCAR society or the NASCAR group or whatever is not new to me. And I've, I've always had a lot of the access to the information. So I, I think that, you know, maybe that, um, that if, if I probably never had much, um, conversation with them in the past or so much experience or experience with NASCAR, I think that they probably would be, you know, more, um, I don't know, more, I'm not going to say baby in me, but, but they have supplied everything we need, you know, getting started, um, you know, with, of course, you know, with Whelan still a sponsor, you know, they have sent us the new Whelan lights, um, that you see at all the NASCAR sanction tracks, which was nice. And they supply you with, you know, the armbands and they've already shipped them and they're sent and they're, you know, they, of course they, you know, they're branded Wake County Speedway and, um, any any support that you need, if you reach out, uh, all the stationary um, stuff that they get, and of course all your waivers and and all that was on the doorstep, you know, immediately after we signed the the sanction agreement. So, you know, as far as the support for them from them, you know, I, I don't I don't I can't ask for anything more. And and all I know I'd have to do is pick up the phone and, and call Brett or Kevin and and whatever I thought we needed or if I had a question they would be more than happy to, you know, extend to get whatever I needed or, um, answer whatever. I mean, I, you know, their support is great as, as far as I've ever had any dealings with them. So beyond what, uh, they're, they're giving you, um, you know, the things that you mentioned, what, what do you, what do you anticipate that, uh, being NASCAR sanctioned does specifically for Wake County Speedway? I know you, you, talked about it earlier you know it's an opportunity for the racers to uh race for a national championship and you know obviously in every division um but what does it do specifically for wake county speedway that made you kind of go you know we got to do this it's it's time to do this well i think that you know nascar brings credibility you know do i think that 
it it's the same as it was in in the heyday of the 90s no but nascar definitely brings credibility it also um i just it, it brings branding that i think in the raleigh market which is um you know we're we're literally two and a half to three miles from downtown raleigh um the nascar branding as far as for to sell advertising it's definitely a plus for us because um, we have we have a million people within 10 square miles of the racetrack and they hear nascar and yeah they think daytona and they think you know the brickyard and charlotte and of course you know maybe they might get a big surprise when they roll into wake county but <laughs> but i'll tell you <laughs> but langley and and you've been there several times you know that the, the the entertainment value that Wake County provides um, is is really I, I, I say not like none other but you know it, it is it is um, you know the it's the bang for the buck and and absolutely I, I, I will and I'm willing to put it out there it's probably uh, if not the most entertaining for the value for entertainment as far as racing um, at or at any local racetrack that that you can find you know the quarter mile just gives you um just just entertainment that it's, it's tough to to emulate from at any other track it, it's definitely in my top five or six tracks that you know if, if somebody said you know put a list together of of the tracks that you know you can go to and be thoroughly entertained i mean wake county is going to be you know among the top of those i mean in our region we're lucky we've got a lot of really great racetracks um but uh, wake county would be because i mean it's just it's just it, you know I, I grew up at franklin county and i mean you came there once it's just good old redneck fun and that's what wake county is uh, it's right it's a good time i mean I, you can stick the nascar logo on the walls if you want to but i mean it's still just going to be a good redneck old-fashioned you know good old friday night and and that's what that's what everybody loves about it and obviously we hope that never changes right and a lot of our guys say well what is what does nascar mean i said you know at the end of the day it's still going to be wake county speedway are we going to have are we going to have um body templates at wake county <laughs> no <laughs> we're not going to have body <laughs> templates at wake county speedway um you know we're you know we we are going to be bound by the nascar rules but you know we're we're at the end of the day we're still wake county speedway and um you know that's that's what's important and and langley at at wake county you know like no other two you know you can get there at literally if you're a driver you can get there at quarter to seven you make the driver's meeting and you're gone by you know 10 30 11 o'clock and right. you know to me and on a friday so you really have this your whole weekend left for your family which you know in in this time you know it's it's just different it's not you know racing and is is can be a family thing or is but you know a lot of you know the kids are are playing travel ball and it requires being gone on saturday and sunday or like my daughters and cheerleading and dance and you know they have competitions on the weekends so it it puts a lot of daddies in in uh, you know a bad spot you know to to have to be at a racetrack from um you know and 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 me and mike diaz we we sometimes we you know we we agree to disagree that you know i say you know you don't need to open the gate till four o'clock but you know some of the people just want to be there all day from eight in the morning until 12 at night but at you know wake county you're there three three and a half hours you get a full racing show in there's no there's no dragging your feet there's no sitting around and you know if if, if you blink you're gonna you're gonna miss something for sure absolutely no doubt about it well we lost uh roger on the on the uh call here so we're gonna we were about to wrap up anyways but uh what uh what looking at uh 2020 you know obviously we've talked about the fact that you don't know when you're gonna get started but uh looking at 2020 what are you most excited about once we do get racing i'm definitely excited about the the upgrades and 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 the nascar sanction just the curiosity factor to see you know, will it make a difference? Um, you know, will it bring more fans? And and although you know you've been to Wake County, fans aren't really a problem at Wake County. We have a great local support. Right. But you know, will it will it even bring a few more? And then you know, if it'll bring, you know, three or four more cars per class, that's really all we're we're lacking to have 
we have good racing now, but if we added three to five cars per class, it would really be great racing with full fields that you really wouldn't really want many more cars than, you know, 15 cars, um, you know, 16 cars in a class on that quarter mile is, is definitely, you know, a full field for entertainment for sure. Yeah, uh, 16 late models there is uh, more than a full field. I mean, that uh, quarter mile, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, when you go to these racetracks, every racetrack, you know, every different size racetrack takes something a little different to make it, um, you know, appear to be, you know, like, and I use this example all the time because of where I'm at, you know, uh, I live up here and, you know, run Franklin County Speedway, you know, sometimes, and, uh, you know, we have races there, and we have 10 or 12 late models, I mean, that's a great show in a full field, but you go to motor mile and you know you need 20 or 30 to have a full field and a really great show just because of the different layouts of the racetracks and wake county is one of those places i mean if you guys had you know in the past if you guys had six or eight cars i mean they could put on an incredible show i mean you didn't need 16 cars to do it and that's and i think you know with you guys having an increased car count uh, or expecting one this year i think that's uh that's definitely going to be a, a treat for the fans no doubt Right. And, and the upgrades, um, you know, I'm excited about those. Uh, you know, if you've just seen, we just finished putting the finishing touches on, on the new flag stand. And of course, you know, me being the, a flagman by trade, I've, I've flagged at several racetracks throughout, you know, the last 25 years. And, um, you know, it was really one of my dreams or one of my wishes and, um, Matt Hill with, uh, Eminem Steelworks, you know, he, he, he just took it upon himself to, to design it and make it happen. And just, um, you know, just, just going to see the people that when they walk in and they're going to, it's going to be like, wow, these guys are, you know, really took advantage of this, um, of this downtime and just didn't sit at home with their, you know, head in the sand and, um, you know, just crying about, you know, you know, poor pitiful me that the coronavirus is here. But <laughs> of course, you know, we are practicing social distancing and, and we are open for private practice. Um, we, we have several cars that have come and, you know, of course we, we tell them that, you know, we do need to practice the social distancing and, you know, I, I don't, you know, go and hang around and talk with them or, and right. hang out with anybody. You know, we keep our distance. We're, we're working to what we're doing and they kind of do what they do. And, um, you know, we're just definitely making the best of the situation, and and you know, it's um, we'd rather be racing like tomorrow, which was supposed to be our opener, but you know, in, in the downtime, we're we're taking the lemons that we've been given and, and making lemonade. So um, it's definitely going to be a treat for the fans when they when they come opening day, whenever that might be. You guys definitely have uh, taken advantage, full advantage of a bad situation. I told you, I joked with you through text message yesterday that uh, you were making all the rest of us look bad, and uh, you definitely, uh, you definitely, those upgrades uh, at, at Wake County were much needed, and uh, definitely uh, glad, uh, glad to see that you're able to do that, and and the, and the testing. I'm glad you guys have been able to continue to uh, to test. Uh, you know, some tracks uh, have, some tracks haven't. Uh, you know, me and Roger talked about that earlier on the show, and. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to uh, you know stay open and uh, keep things going. And and I'm glad to uh, glad to see you guys doing that. Uh, uh, of course, I'm I'm sure there's a few people out there that uh, you know may listen to this and don't know anything about Wake County Speedway. So uh, tell us where uh, where they can find out more information about uh, your racing. Yeah, they can uh, log on to www.wcspeedway.com. And of course, they can find us on Facebook with uh, Wake County Speedway, and of course, all the other social media outs, Instagram and Twitter, uh, WC Speedway. But and um, we're located at 2109 Simpkins Road, Raleigh, North Carolina. It's just uh, about two and a half miles off of uh, I-40, um, down you know close to downtown Raleigh. Um, just a super location and uh, a lot of fun. Just really entertaining family oriented you know we have mascots and we do a lot of fun stuff but uh but yeah definitely they should come check us out i think they would be hooked langley um like you said the bang for the buck for the entertainment at that quarter mile bull ring is 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 crazy no doubt about it i've never had a bad time at uh, wake county speedway and uh, we we appreciate you joining us tonight to talk about it and man uh, keep up the good work down there 
Well, don't be a stranger, and we'd love to have Race 22 come down and hang out with us anytime. Absolutely, man. We'll be down there soon. Look forward to it. Thanks, Langley. Thank you. That uh, that was Charlie Hansen uh, from uh, Wake County Speedway. We appreciate him uh, joining us tonight. And, of course, you know, I lost Roger on the phone there, so I am uh, all by myself here to uh, finish uh, finish this podcast up. But, uh, man, uh, we covered a lot of ground there. I think, uh, you know, Charlie was uh, very, uh, very open about everything that they've got going on down there. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, his his idea of the timeline uh, that we're facing here for uh, this coronavirus uh, kind of matches exactly what, uh, you know, I was saying earlier. And uh, I, I kind of think that's the that's the timeline that we're looking at i know that uh, everybody's uh, trying to be as optimistic as possible but i think that's very optimistic i mean you know i think that's uh, you know five or six weeks from now and uh, i think we'll be uh, back on the racetrack and uh, i know you guys are going to be jonesing to uh, be on the racetrack long before then uh, so check out some of these tracks that are uh, you know continuing to test and uh, hopefully more will be able to uh, open back up as uh, things uh, evolve here and uh uh, we're going to be, uh, the, I know this, uh, this podcast is going to get to you guys really late on this, uh, I don't know if it's Wednesday or Thursday. I don't even know what day it is anymore, man. This is uh, this uh, this uh, COVID nineteen has really taken its toll on uh, on uh, on things. But it is Thursday. Uh, we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, we'll get Roger on the phone. Hopefully, his his phone will work a little bit uh, better tomorrow. Uh, but uh, you know, hopefully, we'll uh, be back with you tomorrow and uh, probably have another guest uh, for you guys to uh, hear from. And uh, and until then. That'll do it for us. Uh, thanks for listening to the Race 22 podcast, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow.